Mike, turn your games down. Hi, welcome to another comic episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Alberton, and who's carrying a book with them with me with me tonight? I am the most boring of the endless. Once again, it's Kenneth Sanity. Welcome. And I am Mr. Scared, Chris Dobson of Your Stupid Minds and some of my friends read comics. <laughs> Welcome back. And you were with us when we covered San oh, Sandman Dollhouse. <laughs> Coincidence. So we are here to talk about, because all of a sudden I got the Sandman itch, took us two years to cover book two, and you'll be hearing book three about a month before you hear this episode. <laughs> I, got into the, I, I got the kick. So we are here to talk about Sandman Seasons of Mist, which is, very, I'm very excited to talk about. But before we get too far, I have a question for you, Ken. Mm-hmm. How many beers do you think I'm going to drink while we're recording? Ooh, gosh. I'm going to say five. Two beers, Ken. Two beers. I was going to say, it was written in stone in my book here, too. <laughs> uh, plus, we always got to make that two, two. My version of the two guns joke. Don't have to, and yet here we are. <laughs> I actually didn't. I actually just grabbed two beers just because I grabbed two. I'm like, oh, two beers should be. That's plenty. And then I was like, eh, I got to make the joke. So here we are. <laughs> so for the first time ever in the show, I actually read a physical trade for an episode that I covered for a book. <gasps> I know. Dear God, no. It was weird. It, it really was weird. It's not because everything's on my phone because I'm just like, it's not even that I'm cheap. I'm just lazy. I don't care enough to own. I don't need to. Own, I don't care enough to own product like this. Mm. But Sandman, I'm buying the whole series now because it's very <laughs> so, good. It's good. It is really good, and it looks really cool on my shelf. And I looked up other books. I'm like, I want to buy the Star Wars book, out of print, out of print. I'm like, well, we'll just stick with Sam. <laughs> so Season of Mist came out, starts with issue, where is that? Uh, 21 to 28, we're going to be talking about, and it came out in ni- December 1990 when it first started this arc. Uh, so there will be spoilers. If you haven't listened to other Sandman stuff, you should. What numbers they are, I don't remember. I'll tell you at the top of the, at the end of the episode. But yeah, go check out our th- other episodes. And then come or just jump in here. It doesn't matter. Hopefully you already read all of Sandman. We're going to spoil all of this chapter. I think this this was very like I didn't know what I was getting myself into with this story. I didn't know where it was going. I had no expectations. And that was it was very interesting to to experience this for the very first time and know nothing. Yeah, that's how I felt when I read this for the first time, too. We covered this a little bit in the non-recorded preamble. But yeah, it does feel like this is where the comic really becomes itself. Yeah, I can agree with that. This is very different than like Dollhouse and Preludes. I mean, there's no DC characters, if I remember correctly, in here that pop up. It's all brand new characters. Well, we don't have to go into it yet. I mean, sure, we'll get there. But okay, I, I didn't recognize. I personally didn't recognize any characters. Yeah, it's it's not like the first trade or the second trade where there's a lot of Easter eggs of like, oh, here's a Jack Kirby character. Here's an Alan Moore character, like right and left. Yeah, here's somebody dressed up as the classic Sandman. <laughs> That's the Jack Kirby character. <laughs> there's none of that here. I mean, it just starts off with a random guy walking in a desert carrying a book. And I have no idea who this character was at first. I mean, I do now, obviously, but like. It was very interesting to me. I'm like, okay, this isn't Sam- this isn't Morpheus. This isn't anybody we've been introduced before. It's just a random guy carrying a book, talking about how he can see the future or see the past, present, future. I think, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, this is this is destiny. Okay. Destiny is dreams, brother, dream, death, desire, despair, all the other endless we've met before. 
This is, I think, the first time we're meeting Destiny, if I'm correct. I'm pr- yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, because I don't remember this character at all. Yeah. I think we meet another new character shortly. But I, I just thought it was very interesting. Like, it got my attention right away where he's just carrying this book and he runs into the fates, which we did see in the first trade when Sandman's trying to figure out how to get his gear back where he has to meet up with DC characters that help him because I don't because <laughs> so it was interesting. I, I really like the way it starts off. I like to take and I like the whole idea that he senses something is wrong. So he calls a family dinner. They showed up in the in the last trade we reviewed too, didn't they? They showed up and and kind of uh, were behind a door that that English woman opened up in. Uh, yep. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. This, uh, Rose Walker. Yes. yes. I should remember that. I just watched the show, and they're in the show with Rose Walker. But so they're they're kind of. I mean, they're not like super important characters, but they're recurring characters. Yeah, they're around. <laughs> and I, I like them. I like everything where this goes. I thought like the whole like the first issue of this is, you know, with a dinner that I thought that was really interesting, like just the way it even starts. Like as you just start seeing because the first person you see that he calls to is death. And I like how death comes in in more of like a 90s outfit. Then he makes some kind of comment and she, you know, she changes into a dress looking something from like the 1700s. More formal clothing. Yeah. Nice clothes. And then Destiny calls on Dream. Who similarly is very spiffied up. Why does he look like he's from the 1700s? Well, it, because that's what the picture looks like. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I guess, yeah, he can take any form he wants. I mean, they all can, I'm assuming, so. Yeah, and and we'll see. Later, Dream takes a lot of different forms. But yeah, here he's in his, like, formal best. I do like that he's like, oh, Death, you look all dressed up. You look great. And then she <laughs> sticks her tongue out at him. I really yeah. like Death. Death to be completely great. honest... I, I think Death is probably one of the most widely celebrated characters from this series. Like, I know so many people that have an Ankh tattoo because of Death. That's yeah. cool. Dream is can be a difficult character to like sometimes. Death is almost always easy to like. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times. But Morpheus okay. is an asshole. Yes, he really is. Oh, hardcore. Like, he is not a good character. Well, that... I think he's a good character, but yeah, he's not a good guy. A lot of okay, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, yeah. I like the character, but yeah, he's he's an asshole. Yeah, he's uh... not a good dude. Yeah, no. But you know, that's that's the arc of the series is he is sort of growing after what happened to him at the first trade. Yeah, being held captive for a good number of years and unable to do anything makes you really kind of look inside a little bit. He had time. Oh yeah, <laughs> nothing but. Yeah, but no, I I like. For... I really like the growth of Morpheus throughout what I've read so far. Yep. And this book, uh, well, for reasons we'll get into later, this book is a very, very important book. Okay. I, which I, I'm sure I don't know why at this point, but. <laughs> yep. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> and then you get introduced to Desire again, which I like Desire. I like the way they do Desire in this, where it's like, it's supposed to be like someone that's trans. I think they do a really good job of that, at least in this, it seemed. Maybe, maybe well, off yeah, off. they're they're purposely androgynous where you're like, okay. is this just a very femme man or is this a womanly or a, a manly woman? It's it's very unclear. I understand the casting and everything. But yeah, it's it's beyond these concepts where it's just like, who knows? But I yeah, think it which works is well. very much the point of desire. You know, desire is it, it's a feeling and it knows no specific sex or gender. It just exists so by having them draw desire like this like it just works so well on so many levels 
Very annoying, too. A great villain <laughs> desire. Oh, uh, yes. I completely forgot when I was watching Sandman about all this stuff with Rose Walker and everything, what like what Desire was doing in Dollhouse. Like, all that was over my head until I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't remember any of this. Oh, Even so though, funny. if you listen back to our podcast, you didn't pick up any of it the first reading. <laughs> Not surprised. I'm sure in this episode, there's stuff I didn't. There will be stuff I didn't pick up either in this trade. Uh, so this is, is this the first time we see? God, uh, what's the other one? The other, the despair? next despair. Despair. No, I think she was in the shadows. Dalsos. Okay, I think you're right because she's in the show too. Yeah. Okay. I don't like despair. I mean, it works well that it's a a large, you know, a large person, a large woman, essentially. I think it works well for that idea, but. Yeah, not not as much of a central character. Even Delirium is more of a central character than Despair. I don't know anything about Delirium. I, I didn't understand what Get was ready. happening. You'll know more. Like, I don't, because they make comments in here during the dinner where Delirium had a different name before, correct? Yep. Okay. Delirium used to be Delight, right? Okay. Okay, and then Delirium shows up. It just was very confusing to me. And then I like how they actually have, like, two... I think it's like four pages or yeah, three pages of just like a bunch of text with about each about each of the endless. And then death is just one one sentence. <laughs> I was really impressed by that. I'm, I'm pretty sure even then, like everybody now, OK, this is our star. Okay. I mean, yeah, Neil Gaiman. I, I forget who de- I think death is based on an artist that one of them knew. But like this is the star like immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to say. Just looking at Death's design, it's very much uh, Susie Sue from Susie and the Banshees. But I don't know if that's the actual basis. No idea you're talking about. It's old people music, Mike. Okay. I do. I listen to 70s music. <laughs> okay, it's a little newer than that. Okay. <laughs> I used to listen to a lot of Beatles and Eagles and stuff like that, but that was like... Uh, you're not goth. You wouldn't understand. I'm not goth. Mm-hmm. I like goth girls, but I'm not goth, no. <laughs> so... There you go. Death's pretty goth girl. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just the, the dinner I thought was so cool everything that they're doing and like the way that it shows them talking and like how all this whole this whole book all comes from death making one comment to Morpheus about how much of a you know asshole he was you know 10,000 years ago right yeah desire <laughs> tries to egg him on and he like runs off and then death's like actually desire's right <laughs> and yeah because Morpheus was a colossal asshole about that uh-huh we, uh, we, we are covered that we covered that issue previously right in the doll's house yes we did that random issue yeah we don't we don't have to go back through and explain who uh, everything is and what's going on. no no nah, we don't need to i mean and all you need to know plus like what this really says is that he condemned this woman who he loved because she didn't choose him and he, he condemned her to hell for the rest of her life to suffer or not the rest of her life for all eternity and we did cover not a story before but This is Morpheus finally taking command of that, realizing that, you know what? Maybe I was a really, like, piece of shit before. He was. (laughs) (laughs) And I do love the last line of this first issue, or, like, the last couple lines is, you have Destiny saying, he is returning to hell. It has begun. Like, I just thought it was really cool. And, like, just the whole lead-up to this idea that he has to go back to hell to get her and bring her back because he fucked up and he knows he, and you know, and they he realized he fucked up because of one comment and just like all like the pebbles they've been leading up to this. And in the, in the first arc, you have him see her in hell when he's, he walks by her cell. You have in dollhouse, you have that one issue where they talks about it. Like, I just, I love all the stuff leading up to this. 
it's a very good long form storytelling. I, I love to destiny never explained. He's like, I can't say why we're here. And then when death comes back, he's like, he left. He had to run off. If you guys want to hang out and destiny's like, hang out. Why would I want to do that? Like, this was all just to get dream out of here. I just needed to call you guys together. So one of you started talking shit. The other one confirmed it. He's out. I've done my part. <laughs> Bye, guys. Get out of here. Yeah. So he's just like, look, it's nine o'clock. Get out of my house. Uh, I just I thought that was really funny because he's just like, he doesn't want to say what it is. But it's like, it was for this. This was all we were trying to set up. <laughs> it was really good. And it worked well. Uh, it did. And then it brings us to the next issue. This I so I'm impressed by the beginning. This first page of this that like shows you hell and it shows people being like tor- one person being tortured. This is cool to me. Like the way they drew it. Like you have a giant monster where the boobs have mouths on them and the guy is on a like a fork <laughs> being eaten by the boobs. And there's somebody getting their arm ripped out of the shoulder. Uh-huh. But at the same time, this is from the same writer who gave us the Corinthian. Yeah. Who has yeah. teeth for eyeballs. More more mouths where there shouldn't be mouths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I found out I don't like that. <laughs> I realized that. There is a reason why the Corinthian is one of my favorite villains ever made. You He's don't like so mouth and eyes? Everything about him is just the best. My pains on the Corinthian have been logged. Yeah, I, I do like that it acknowledges it's like, so we have dead people in hell, and then we also have these other things in hell that people call demons, but, you know, it's, it's like a weird middle ground where it's like, there are these weird things. They just exist. They're these all Hieronymus Bosch style monster things that it's hard to go into. And it's like, and they bring it up later, but like how people are there who want to suffer because of what they did throughout life. They, they, they know they deserve it. Like I think as as we'll get into, I thought that's really good. Oh, and this is the first appearance of Matthew, the Raven, which I only know who he is because he's in the show. Is this the first appearance? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, he doesn't show up till Season of Miss, which is, after watching the show, just feels so weird that he wasn't there earlier. But, in you know, originally you had all the DC characters to pull from. Yeah, so he's a Swamp Thing character. He's the dead oh. husband of Abigail Arcane. Okay. I have no idea. Who, I only understood one word that you said in that sentence, Swamp Thing. <laughs> a- Abby Arcane, if you ever see the Swamp Thing movie with blanking on her name, I can only remember her. Exactly. You know, from C-Lab. Uh I don't know if I ever want to see that movie, so. Yeah, it's not, so good. It's not a great movie, but anyway, yeah, he, <laughs> he, Swamp Thing falls in love with a white-haired woman who is married to a guy who then is murdered, who she also, uh, he had a, like an addiction problem, so they were on the, on the rocks anyway. And then Swamp Thing, even though he's a monster, gives some fruits to Abigail and they have sort of sex, even though he's a plant. I mean, I can, I've watched enough TV in my life, I can see it. Somehow, there's ways. <laughs> Gross. Anyway. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It is. Oh, okay. That's, okay, that's cool. I knew, he, I, I knew he was from Swamp Thing because I've heard people say it before to me, but I didn't know any of what they're actually talking about. Because one of my favorite podcasts, The Comic Conspiracy, he loves Sandman, he, and he was talking about it before, and he's made comments about how Matthew was from Swamp Thing, but none of it clicked. He's not like a hugely major character. Adrian Barbeau. That's the C-Lab reference I failed to make earlier. Ah, okay. She's in Swamp Thing. The original one, not the return of Swamp Thing. Yes, yes. She's in Swamp Thing, and then in C-Lab, the captain makes a bunch of jokes about an Adrian Barbeau bot. (laughs) Okay. All right. It was cool, though. I mean, and then you have Kane. It's Kane and Abel, right? Is who it is? Okay, I completely forgot. I forgot about them. 
They were in A Doll's House for sure. I think they were in the first, yeah, they are. in Preludes. Uh, at least yeah. Yep, they're in Preludes too. He goes there to get like the gargoyle from them to get power or something. It was in the show too. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're major characters. Now, they were also uh, 70s DC characters or 60s or 70s because they hosted their own like Tales from the Crypt style side stories. So both of them, House of Secrets, House of Mysteries were the two comics that they were the Crypt Keeper. Okay. House of Mystery, isn't that where Swamp Thing's from, right? Yes, a version of Swamp Thing first appears in House of Mystery, I think. Okay. I know his first appearance is, I know what the cover looks like, and I know it's expensive. Yeah, where it's, yes, it's the girl brushing her hair, and there's like a monster behind her. Yeah, I love Uh, it. Yeah, so let's move on, though, into (laughs) part one, I guess, of Season of Mists. Yes. (laughs) I I like how he's just sitting on his throne. He calls everybody to him to tell, you know, he's telling his the dreams of that are there, what he's going to do. And I think this is really cool. Like, is this the first time you see the jack-o'-lantern guy? Whatever his name is. Pumpkinhead? Yeah, Pumpkinhead. Yep. Okay. Um, I feel like he shows up in the background in an earlier issue. I don't remember. He doesn't do anything in this. He's just in a, he's just in a panel. Yeah, he's one of his yeah. dreams. But I, I I like that he was there. So Yeah, he's like, cool. I'm, I'm going to hell. Devil's really mad at me after what happened in, in trade number one. So I may not make it back. (laughs) But this is something I got to do. I got to take responsibility for being an asshole. (laughs) And then Matthew's like, well, you'll have the element of surprise, right? He's like, nope, I already sent Kane to tell him I was coming. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Which I, I guess he had, he felt that he had to, but I mean, maybe you shouldn't tell, you know, that like the devil that that wants to kill you, that you're coming. Okay. Well, Dream is nothing but, you know, proper. He stands constantly on ceremony. Sometimes it's the only platform he has left to stand on. And he's just, he's got to do the proper thing. Okay. I mean, I can, I, I can get it. Like, I yeah. can buy it. I mean, that, that first issue sets up, you know, like, Death just shows up as herself. And it's like, fine, I'll dress up. Dream is like, oh, this is a formal meeting. So I'll show up in my formal attire. <laughs> like, He's really all about the formal delegates like, oh, I'm commuting to you, you know, leader to leader or whatever. He, he really he wants to make sure you're on the record. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the build up, the whole idea, like how how terrible things are going to be, you know, where he's headed. And like you and I also thought the thing with Kane, where Kane goes to hell and you see a character that I'm pretty sure is in the first book, but didn't register with me very much. Uh, the girl with the half, like half her face is gone. I don't remember her name. Yeah. Girl who it's hard to read every line she says because her mouth is <laughs> not really there. I just skipped over her paragraphs. I oh, read them. but you can't do that. <laughs> like she says some important stuff later. One, I of, couldn't one, read of, the good th- one of the good things, I'm not going to say you should read it on a dot to site. <laughs> but if you do, one of the top comments on every one of the issues she appears in is just like translating her <laughs> dialogue and later cool. translating cursive in issues where there's cursive narrated. Oh, God, that cursive was hard. <laughs> See, what I do whenever she's on is I hold my tongue and I just say what she's saying. Yeah, it, it works if you're yeah, if you kind of say it out loud in your head, you you know, when she's like set up, gum, you're like, oh, OK, I get it. Yeah, okay. no. Get down on your knees. It comes out as getch dong on hood knees. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll just skip with what I did and just <laughs> skip it. I'll Fair skip. enough. 
<laughs> that is cool, though. Okay, I, I really like that where, like, the whole idea that Cain couldn't be killed by Lucifer or couldn't be tortured or couldn't he couldn't be damaged, and that's why they sent him there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the, the one guy that is under God's protection. So, in theory, at least, Lucifer is like, well, I don't want to piss off God. And I'm assuming that's from the Bible, too, that part, but I don't remember it. Yeah. It is, actually. Okay. Uh, what Lucifer says to him, and the Lord said unto him, therefore, whoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. That's directly from the Bible. Okay. He, he reads King James Bible, not new translations. So that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was I was confused by all that. I remember I remembered Cain from before, but I didn't know like where he was from exactly. Just that I mean I knew it was from the Bible, but I was like I just couldn't remember like I figured it what they were you know the reason why he couldn't hurt him was from the Bible. So okay, yeah, and awesome. his his uh, mark is just a angel like Halo, which is interesting because that's normally not what you think of. It's like it's actually the mark that Doctor Manhattan had. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, just, it's circle. Because Watchmen is connected now. I mean, this isn't connected, so. But. Yeah, later, later. Not now. I'm not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Doomsday clock, it all ties into sand. Moving forward. I do want to read that, though, someday. <laughs> but we'll see. All right, and then you have you have them talking with somebody. I didn't understand who it was. Like, he touches some kid or something Morpheus is with. Okay, yeah, this is the important part. Okay. This is important. First off, you got Lyda. Lyda Hall. She showed up in a past volume. Um, she's actually the daughter of Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. Oh. So that's why I said there's kind of a DC character here. Okay, that's cool. Right. Well, and that's the tie-in. So if you remember the when the Jack Kirby Sandman showed up and there was the Nightmare Monsters or whatever, and Sandman's like, they told you you were the Sandman? <laughs> he tells that guy he's actually dead. And that they're like living in this dream and takes them out of it. And part of that is the uh, Hippolyta Hall uh, wakes back up and it's like real, she's pregnant with the dreams child. Yeah. As the guy that was Sandman is this baby's father. OK, that's not weird at all. Yeah. All right. No, it's not weird. Yeah. And she's mad at dream because she thinks uh, he killed her husband. But he's like, no, your husband was already dead. I, that's not my fault. <laughs> yeah. that i like told him it's basically like bruce willis in sixth sense like i told him he was already dead and so he disappeared that's not my fault <laughs> okay and then, and then oh, so that makes a little more sense i was i was very confused by all that so it didn't really get to me i i did like the small scene where he goes to visit hob in his dream and then hob's like questioning it if it was I love, real or I love not that he, too because hob is like working a computer for like some you know uh 18th century woman <laughs> And then he's like, wait a second. This is a dream. <laughs> oh, it's so nice for Dream to go see his boyfriend. <laughs> I like that. And I like how he wakes up and then the bottle, the, the, the bottle that he gave him is on the nightstand. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool touch. And he says, uh, he uh. says, uh, old gods in the season of myths and may each and every one of us always give the devil his due. And he's like, I don't know why I said any of that. <laughs> God, like this, this whole sequence is just, it's sad. Like, the first time I read it, I was like, oh, man, this is he's saying goodbye. Yeah. Just in case. He, I mean, again, it makes sense. He's going to hell with with the devil that he pissed the fuck off. So he's like, yeah, I might not come back from this. <sighs> oh, well. And then you get to see him put on his good old helmet from book one, which I could have done without. <laughs> I love the helmet. I don't like it. It bothers me. 
Well, it's I, not supposed to give you the warm and fuzzy. <laughs> I, I, I think Kelly Jones, we haven't mentioned the art. Uh, most of these are by Kelly Jones, who uh, uh, did the Batman Nightfall. That's the only other thing I know him from uh, covers, which are very like Batman with gigantic horns and everything looking crazy. I think his art is is well suited for this. Like everything looks yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. Like if I could get a cloak like Morpheus has, I would wear it all the time. Like just, just, the word, just wrapping a cloak. Yeah, just like this cape with all these tendrils coming off. Like, I would never take that off. I would wear it everywhere I go because it would just be so badass. (laughs) And then the the next issue we bring, bring, he's heading to hell. And I I like that. Just everything it looks. I love the the drawing of the gates of hell. I thought that was really cool. Like, this. Oh, that is amazing. Like, it's really really biomechanical about this. It reminds me a lot of H.R. Geiger's work. Okay, I, I see the biomechanical. Yeah, I was trying to think of like what artist it really reminded me of. It's hard to say, like maybe uh, Mobius. Uh, like it's, you know, there's just uh, it doesn't look like normal comic book art. Yeah, it also has some elements of Vladislav Brekazinski, who is very awesome artist. If you've never heard of him. Oh, so good. But it's creepy. It's super creepy. <laughs> I it's mean, there's cool. a lot of Hieronymus Bosch throughout hell, but not particularly in this issue. Just every hell scape seems to be paying a lot to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so many good, great, fucked up artists went into this depiction of hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they do a really good job with hell in this. Like, I mean, I also I got to kick how he heads to the cell that you can that you see from the first from the first trade. And she's not there anymore. Yep. And he has his con moment. He's yelling into the sky, shaking his fist. See, I just I read that and I thought of Archer because Nada kind of rhymes with Lana. So oh, I just anytime I see that, I just, I just hear Con! <laughs> Star Trek. And this is when Morpheus starts to realize that it's not just Nada. Everybody's gone. That's what makes. So it what so do you do? You call the boss <laughs> and Lucifer shows up. And at first, Morpheus refuses to take off his helmet, which is that shows how nervous he is around Lucifer. And Lucifer gives his word that he will not do anything to harm Morpheus. Morpheus takes off the helmet and they talk. It's crazy because you're like expecting this big, you know, action issue. And they're like, nope. (laughs) Lucifer just says, I quit. (laughs) I like that. I like how he's just like, yeah, we're just going around. I'm kicking everybody out of hell that's here still. And there's only a few people left that just won't leave, but they got to go. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing this long enough. I'm tired of it. And I love Morpheus' reaction. It's like a three pictures across the top of the page. It's like, what? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's like, very accurate. Can you do this? And apparently, yeah. Like... <laughs> So me being the history buff that I am, I had to look up this guy because I was curious if this was based on a real life person. This Because he goes to a rock to some guy that's chained to a rock that gets murdered all the time and has all these chains in them and, and hooks in them and nails. And he's like, I have to be here. I have this is my punishment. And he starts saying, you know, his crimes. And I was curious if he was the country was real, but he there's nothing of him being real. So I was just curious. Well, you know, every once in a while, history does have those people that are so bad to get erased from the history books. I mean, this this sounded plausible. As a guy who's yeah. read enough history, this sounded very plausible. And I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen, um, what is it, Orgasmo? But just the way he kept repeating his name, I am Brecho. 
it reminded me of the guy in Orgasmo that's just constantly like, I am Sancho. But sounds like I'm the only person who has seen that or who yes. will admit to seeing it. So I have no idea what you're talking about. Check it out. <laughs> it's fun. Good, wholesome movie. But this really goes into the whole most of hell. What hell really is, is for these people who have been taught to think that they have to punish, that they have to suffer for their sins. They did bad things in life and they have to face that punishment for eternity. And it's it's funny because I was thinking during this and I was like, you know what? Lucifer never asked for this. He was just cast down. All these people just started coming and he was just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I don't have enough chairs. I don't have enough chairs. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, uh, it's been, I guess, a year and a half now, but uh, having played a lot of Hades back when the pandemic <laughs> was still somewhat fresh I love it, that it, it is just like you it makes you think about just like yeah it's kind of a shitty job and like it but someone has to do it you know like everybody has to deal with this side of things and in greek mythology obviously it's hades uh but that's kind of part of that story is like figuring out like why and what's going on and so yeah that's kind of lucifer's like i'm tired of this nobody cares dude like you killed some people, but nobody even knows like what country you're from. So <laughs> you can go. And then you see him talking to some weird demon creatures too that are down there that don't want to leave either. Like it's mm-hmm. it's very cool. And then you get the whole story of how Lucifer, you know, like you guys are saying, were cast away. And he's like, here you go. All I have to do is lock a few doors. And you you see some pretty good drawings. I feel of just like some of the torture chambers and things and different areas of just locking doors. I thought that was really interesting. And then, and then finally it gets to the point where he, he locks, he locks the gates and he hands him the key. But here you go. <laughs> and he oh, makes that was it, really he, cool. He makes it clear. He's just like, this is how I'm getting revenge on you. This is just to mess with you that I'm putting this in, in your hands because I don't want to do it. And now I know you'll take it seriously enough that you'll do it for me. <laughs> what I really appreciate is that there's a scene where they walk through like an office. And you know it's like Lucifer's office. There's like a computer. It looks like there's a nice rug, a good chair, maybe oh, okay. a desk. I didn't catch that, but yeah, you are right. The chair has faces on it, but okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, yeah. And then he has he has Morpheus cut his wings off. Oof. That just and, looks painful. And so, like I said, this is similar, more similar, I guess, in to Greek mythology in a way, because it's just like everybody comes here, but... Because everybody's Christian, I guess they're thinking it's because of, you know, a Christian stuff. But it's like, no, they're just going to be here like they're just dead. So I didn't tell them that that they had to do wrong things. I didn't tell them any of this. They just decided to come here. Yeah, (laughs) no, it was never said they have to suffer. They just started doing that. (laughs) There was never a war on heaven. I rebelled, but I didn't expect everybody else to listen to me. What the fuck? <laughs> it also seems like all the demons are down with them. They're like, look, we wanted to torture people. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then that brings us to the next issue where you get introduced to Odin. This is Odin. this is really cool. So I'm I I don't know Norse mythology very well, but I do know Marvel. <laughs> and yeah, I know Marvel Thor. And this is not Marvel Odin, but it's very interesting. It, I didn't even realize that Thor and Odin and Loki were in DC Comics. It makes sense, but I never really thought about it. 
Well, that's the nice thing about mythology. Nobody really owns a copyright on them. I mean, you can't you can't say, oh, hey, we have a copyright on Thor. It's like this is just from mythology. Yeah. And you're not calling your book Thor. You can't do that, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, if you want to know more about Norse mythology, you can go read Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. (laughs) Okay. American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Yes. And then the first time you see Loki, like this whole. So at first, when I when I saw the scene, it shows a woman, a snake, and a guy tied down with venom dripping into his face. Whenever the girl walks away to dump it, and I thought it was like a play on Adam and Adam and Eve, like what they were going for with the snake. And maybe that is like the North version of it or something. So you really don't follow North mythology because yeah, not at this all. Is, this is straight out of Norse mythology. Okay, that's cool. Mm. That's really cool. And the whole thing is Odin needs Loki because he's going to go confront Salmon, you find out, which is coming up soon. So he ends up rescuing Loki, essentially. And the snake and the woman just wait. (laughs) He'll be back. Sure, sort of. (laughs) And And I think goes back. (laughs) And you can introduce the Thor, too. And I like how Thor has a little hammer. It gets bigger if he wants it. It does. (laughs) He mentions it a few times. <laughs> it was just really weird to me because, you know, I have a certain vision of Thor and Loki and this was not it. Yeah, no, it's not. And that's why I think, like, everybody should go out and read Norse mythology because these are not the gods that you're used to. The actual versions of them are a lot rougher, more dicks. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Hercules in Marvel comics was kind of introduced uh, in Marvel just to be like what Thor is like in, in mythology. Like he's the like drunken oaf to <laughs> kind of counteract Thor being like so noble in the comics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the next page you see, Oh wait, I skipped a couple pages. I see. Okay. Then you have, okay. You have chaos and order talking. And then you have, this is when you have death ends up talking with Morpheus and starts telling him that the dead are coming back because all the dead were kicked out of hell. And it's just like they said in Dawn of the Dead, when there's no room left in hell, the dead will walk the earth. <laughs> the original one's a good one. <laughs> I like the original a lot. And I, I, I love these, these these panels like they have. You have the two angels that are coming down from heaven. You have two of the demon, like three of the demon kind that show up. And and then you also have Nadia, who they have wrapped up in like thorns and barbed wire. Who, who they, and then you have the, all these different different characters that are going to be coming to him. And it starts showing. It starts showing everybody's arriving at his castle. And I really got a kick out of this because at the front gate, you have the griffin, the pe- pegasus, and the dragon that you have in Dream Country with the cat, with that great, great cat issue. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that was a good issue. Fuck. Yeah, they reference it more. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that issue. I really like that animated episode, too. That's neither here nor there. So it was really cool to me. I mean, I love seeing the group of people that show up. You have a couple I didn't reckon, like, you have the Egyptian gods that show up, Anubis, which I recognized. I didn't know who, like, what religion or belief the thing with the with the shallow brigade was. The one with the balloon, the like little girl. Oh, that's uh, oh. chaos, right? Yeah. And but I'm not, assuming not from the mythology, just from order and chaos. Okay. Yeah. All right, and that's what the like Kilderkin, who's the manifestation of order, and then you have Shivering Jemmy, who is princess of chaos oh, okay so it's not just mythology that wants a piece of hell it is vague concepts that want to take over hell as well okay it was it's a very cool panel seeing these characters show up that you've never been introduced to that just 
are there. Well, with one exception. As the demons, you mean? Yep, good old Cronazon coming back for more. I did like that they brought him back. I thought that was cool. And that dude can wear a suit, like for real. <laughs> but then you also have the angels. They're not there to get a piece of hell. They are only there to observe. Sure they're not. <laughs> <laughs> and Dream welcomes them in. This, and then I think he tells them like, oh, yeah, everybody, you know, me show you to your rooms and then we'll talk tomorrow. Yep. And this is where it got really weird in chapter four, where I didn't understand oh, what the fuck was happening four. for a little bit. So, oh, oh, chapter four is so good. Because it's just such a, it, it takes a jump away from what's been going on. And you end up in this random attic with some ki- with a kid laying on the floor talking to a, to another kid. That It took a second before I realized the other kid's dead. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the kid's dead because the dead are coming back to life. And this is what the world is dealing with while hell is not occupied. I just got to say, Sandman is really fucked up the world that they're in. Like in, in the first in the first arc, you have Dr. De- I think Dr. Destiny, right? Yeah. Where he goes crazy and starts turning everybody, you know, against each other and the world getting ruined. And then here you have the dead coming back to life. Yep. Like, they, <sighs> fucked up things happen to people. Yeah, but. And it's fine. At least Shakespeare didn't lose his kid or anything. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait. God, that was a good issue. Oh, so good. When I was at that Renfest, and I and I, I was at a Renaissance Fest in Minnesota, I saw the sign that said Midsummer Nights, and all, immediately Sandman came to my head. I'm like, <laughs> I trust you avoided it like the plague. Because I did not go to that. No, I, I did not see it. I only saw the Tortuga, the, the Tortuga Twins, the only show I watched. So. Fair enough. But no, it's just, I mean, and just the way they draw, like, they have this kids at school because his dad didn't come pick him up or he doesn't have parents. I don't remember. But the way they his draw it. held hostage in Kuwait, actually. Oh, yeah, that's what I say. Okay. Yep. But everybody looks so, like, the woman, the way they draw the characters in this, they just look evil and ugly. Well, and, you know, they're one percenters, so of course they're. <laughs> it does make sense. <laughs> I, I really like, there's a couple panels here where you see him laying in bed. And he says, even when you're alone, you're not alone. And, and he's the only kid in the bed. But across from him are a bunch of ghosts sleeping in bed. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fucked up. Like, there's all these different kids that died at the school are just walking around. And this is even before he meets up with the kid that was with him in the attic. Because this is all, like, a, up leading up to that. Headmaster's mother comes back. And, God, like, there's a really weird... Kids. There's a weird scene with that. Oh, it gets fucking strange, though. Like, the mother thing was also weird, too. That was really, it gets stranger, but that was really weird. Yep. It felt like they were trying to insinuate things that I wasn't sure I was okay with. So <laughs> I, I know it wasn't okay with later on, especially when they start insinuating. And then you have a, another really creepy one where you have this woman holding two babies that died and one was one that, that died before it was born. And it's just it's, misshapen, not a yeah. good time. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, the Charles just takes off. He doesn't like what's going on here. The I don't death. either really kind of fucking everything up and eventually some dead bullies come to bother charles well i mean first he gets told by he meets the dead ghost right and he's like or or i guess no in order it's it's later that he meets the the bullies first but we we find out that the bullies have killed his friend first before flashback the bullies attacking him oh boy it's just dark, and the way they draw the ghosts, they don't have any pupils, just white-eyed. They look like they've definitely seen better days. Well, because, you know, dead. <laughs> I, I like that the ghost headmaster is like, you guys killed that boy, didn't you? And they're like, no, we didn't. 
the headmaster's and like you and he like you all these dead kids just sitting there with him and he hits one in the back of the head and the eye comes out like it's just <laughs> creepy as fuck too and all i could think of was what would be the effect on the world like in the other dc comics if this was part of it still even though it's not at this point i, th- I feel like it's very separate i am really glad that we never got that because nowadays if they had like a well it would become doomsday clock yeah, I mean, DC was already doing yearly events by 1991. Uh, but yeah, I don't think they did one for Sandman. That would have been a little much. Yeah, like this, it's too big of a story to loop other things in. Agreed. I did laugh at the scene when you haven't taken a, you haven't taken a bath or, you know, swimming in the cold lake because, you know, the cold doesn't affect them and there's no food in the kitchen, really. And they tortured the fuck out of him, though, in this. Like, I was, I was watching this. It looks like, are they holding him against the girl that's on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. God. An oven that's turned on. I would, and then they pin, then they pierce his nipple. Yep. But I, I feel like being burned would be a lot worse than having a nipple pierced. So, pretty sure. Well, I mean, one kills him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming not the nipple pierce. Well, it was a combination probably of everything that kills him. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucked up. They just murder the damn kid. I mean, and this is when you see Death shows up to come get him, and she's like, "I don't have time for this. I'm too busy." But the way she looks, I really like the fact that she's wearing like a jogging shoot, a jogging suit. <laughs> oh yeah, this is prime like late eighties, early nineties aerobics class. She. Oh, I just got a reference I didn't understand before. So it shows them leaving the attic, and he leaves his dead body there, and they walk by the headmaster's room. And it looks like the headmaster is floating that he was killed. Not the headmaster, the guy that was there before, whoever he was. He's naked, and he's something about yeah. It just looks weird. Oh, yeah. But I didn't realize he's floating, so I think he's dead. I think, I think yep. she killed him. <laughs> okay. Probably. And then the... I wonder if this... Is this ever touched on again? Because the kids leave the school and run off. Yes. The dead guys. It's not... It's not a... It becomes just like uh, the last issue is a setup for the Lucifer series. This is a setup for... What's it called? The Children's Crusade, I think. Okay. I have no idea what that is. Okay. <laughs> That's cool, though. It's a setup for something, though. Is uh, Children's Crusade a Sandman thing or just something else? It's a, I mean, it's basically a limited series. It's seven issues of Vertigo stuff that's with these two kids. Oh, okay. So I never need to read it, what you're telling me? I mean, Neil Gaiman works on it. Oh, okay. So it's one of those, one of many Sandman adjacent things. Okay. Like the show Lucifer, we have Sandman to thank for that. Because Morpheus' freedom, well, basically allowed him to be freed from hell. So, you know... That he can go off and have his detective adventures. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you probably don't need to read it because it is set up. It's they show up in a bunch of other Vertigo books. So even though Gaiman works on a couple of the issues, there's also just like they show up in Doom Patrol. They show up in Animal Man. Like they're just it, it's a crossover of these characters. Okay. And, you know, let these dead children have their adventure. Okay, maybe I'll. I doubt I'll read it, but... And then you have everyone... is sit- Oh, this is when you have the Fae show up, which the Fae were the ones from the Midsummer Night's Dream, correct? I don't think it's the same yep. characters, right. but... And no. They, ma- they mentioned Titania from Midsummer Night's Dream, the play. Okay. Boss. And then you have everybody sitting down the banquet, and I like how the fact you have different people eating different foods, which, you know, makes sense, of course. But I thought that was really cool. Yep, and you have uh, Odin hitting on Best pretty hard. Thor, right? <laughs> or Thor, yeah, I'm sorry. Which fits. Yeah, I think Anubis is eating. Yeah, Anubis is eating a human heart. You have the Princess of Chaos is eating like 
ice cream, I think. Yep. <laughs> oh, it was just a very cool little scene. And I like seeing all these characters. And I like the fact that they're all trying to, you know, double cross each other, essentially, where, you know, even though he said, like, hey, I'm not going to talk to you till tomorrow. Yet every single character of the different envoys is like, hey, I want to talk to you tonight and make a deal. And he says, all right, go to your room <laughs> and we'll talk. And he tells everybody this who approaches him. Everyone the same thing. And you have a you have one page with like out of night with nine panels of Chor- is it Corzon or Chorzon, the guy from the first arc. Yep. He's trying to have sex with lady spiders and all of a sudden these spiders wrap him up in a web. And she's like, yeah, you're part you're, you're part of the gift <laughs> to barter, which is cold blooded. Hey, he fits the demons, though. Yeah. And we get the other various people have offers for them. But let's see. So Bast is like, I know where your brother is, the missing endless. Oh, and then well, a few of them are like, we're offering stuff. And he's like, we'll talk about it later. Yep. Odin <laughs> offers an aspect of Morpheus's soul. Right. Just okay. A small sliver. Chaos threatens him. I like how chaos just becomes like this giant monster. <laughs> and then she gives him the balloon. All I can think of was Pennywise. Fair enough. I, I like how I, I, I like how whenever Order talks to him, it's always just a letter that comes out of the cardboard box. Yep. And it's very proper, very well typed out. Yeah. It is very orderly. It, yeah, it's like a fortune cookie. It's also one of the angels just gets like direct messages from God. So he just kind of like lights up, but he doesn't talk. And so he's kind of similar to Order, who just doesn't, you know, they're they're emissary doesn't talk he just gives him fortune cookies and everybody pretty much just gives dream the ultimatum and then of course you know matthew comes in and gets a balloon <laughs> i did like that i thought it was amusing yeah i did like he's like what am i gonna do with the balloon and then the next panel is just him flying off with the balloon he's like whatever <laughs> and this is this the first arc where you see Azio? Uh, i can't remember like, if it was in Dollhouse or. I, I feel like it's the first trade. Yeah, I don't think so. At least okay. not this big. He's all mouse. Yeah, yeah. He's in the he's in the end of the show, and that's why, which is to lead up to this arc essentially. So that's why I was like, okay, I couldn't remember. But uh, Azio wants to give him uh, Chorzon, which is the guy who he he best in the first, and he wants to give him Nadia, who he took from Hell and has her tied up in exchange for Hell. And if I'm reading this right, or looking at this right, in the last panel, it shows him drop the key in the ground. He tries to destroy it, right? Tries to step on it? He at least seems to be thinking about it. But he's like, no, I have to do what's right, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, I thought he stepped Only on it and just, it just reformed. See. But maybe I'm just looking that at it That may well be, actually. It's hard to tell, because you see him stepping in. You, you see the, the key drop. You see his foot, and there's, like, blackness underneath his foot, and then you have the key next yeah, to like it. Yeah, like, dust, and the key's there. Yeah, sorry. I of course, he's dream. He can't just abandon a responsibility once it's been put on him. Yeah. It's this fucking dream. <laughs> and this, this brings us to episode six, which starts off with the Faye who you haven't seen earlier, who didn't meet. I don't, yeah, I don't think the Faye met with him, but he, he came there to give away the, the, his sister was going to be part of the price to get hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think it's interesting. You have people talking and every time that she, they get near her or she hears him, everybody stops talking. <laughs> Because they don't want her to hear what everyone's you know plotting against each other. And then you oh. see, I'm assuming this is not actually Loki, is it? When you have Thor grab Loki because he tries no, to talk, or is this still no? Loki? That's Loki. Okay. Yeah. It's it's during the Azazel stuff that it happens. Okay. All right. You get a really cool like spread uh, page spread of just the giant hall that they're in and all the characters that are there, and 
I call it chaos has more balloons now. <laughs> because of course. And I do have to say, trying to read the angel speak on your phone is really hard, by the way. Because I read no, most of this in trade, but then I was I was at a bar and I couldn't read it, so I had to read it on my phone. It was not fun. But I think it's cool, though, that everybody talks, you know, you, you have so many different fonts. And I really got a yeah. kick out of the fact that you have the angels were told by God they have to take hell. And they don't want to. They're like, well, why? We served you. You know, we've served you. We, we've done what you wanted. Why are you casting us to hell? Like, we didn't rebel. We didn't. We don't deserve this. I thought that was really cool. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, there has to be a hell and somebody has to be in charge. So this is heaven putting it basically under its own command again. Which makes sense. Yeah. From a biblical point and story point. Yeah, it's controlled opposition. Yeah. Because, like, if you don't have, like, I mean, they even say in here, if you don't have a hell, then what's the point of heaven? Yep. You don't have something terrible on the other side. Yeah, I do like that uh, the angel that talks, uh, Remiel, immediately has the whole, like, you know, Jesus, uh, you know, crisis or whatever, where he's just like, how can I do this? Like, I, I'm going to have to rebel just like Lucifer, but I don't know if I can. And you're just like, come on, man. Like, you know how this is going, right? <laughs> he doesn't like how it's going. <laughs> and then oh. Duma just takes the key. Yeah. yeah. Duma, who's the silent angel, is like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> he, he knows it. And then Remiel's like, well, I can't let my boy go down there alone, so <laughs> I'm going. I like, I like how it pisses off some of them, but not all of them. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. If as long as nobody else got it, I don't care that they have it. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. But you have, like, Aziel, Aziel, whatever you pronounce him, he gets furious with, with Dream. I do wonder, <laughs> they, they mentioned the Greek mythology. I wonder if it's a reference to Wonder Woman that they aren't here. Because, like, I wonder if they know something. I'm like, well, they're the ones that are actually showing up in cucks around this time. Because George Perez's Wonder Woman is, I think, 88 or 89, and he heavily features the Greek gods during his run. So I wonder if that's, they're like, ah, we don't want to bring those, like, his versions in. Oh, okay. That would make sense, if there but is no Zeus. Besides, what, what use do the Greeks have? They already have their own hell. Yeah, but I I mean, so does the Norse, but they apparently want their own second hell, you know, to rent <laughs> out. I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, you have one, you need a couple. <laughs> they have hell with one L. Now they want one with two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, two L's is better. That's basic math. Two L's, Ken. Two L's. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you started not me on that one. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault this time. <laughs> and then he, okay, when Sandman goes inside Aziel and he says, hey, if you find the, you know, the, the couple of victims I have, I'll let you go. And I like how Ezio thinks he's going to fuck with him. Like, he finds Corazon. He finds, God, what the hell's her name? Nadia? Nada. Nada. And then he's like, I lied. <laughs> he's like, you're not leaving. And he tries to eat him. And I like how he's like, like what do you think? You're in my you're in my realm. What are you going to do? You I, stupid bastard. <laughs> like, I really like that. Like, I'm also thinking, I mean, I guess it makes sense because he is a demon. So he wasn't thinking. But, like, what is he going to do? Fuck with Dream in his in his world. And then he puts him inside a bottle and then you see him put him inside a chest. And at the same point in the chest, you also see Corinthian skull, which made yeah. me smile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And isn't that bottle city something from yeah. earlier arc too? Yeah. It's the, the Baghdad from the dreams, right? I forget mm -hmm. which arc that was, but I'm pretty sure there was a dream of Baghdad uh, issue. I think you're right. In like dollhouse. Yep. I think it was dollhouse. Been a, I need to reread Sandman. The early yeah. stuff. Well, now that you got all these trades, you can just do it. I might actually, because 
my job gets quiet some days and when I'm all caught up reading, it's one of the things I can do. And uh, same dream is just like, oh, I bet you're wishing you hadn't renounced my hospitality like five minutes ago, don't you? <laughs> well, now you're in the jar, so you can fuck right off. And I like how yeah. they're all happy with him pretty much. Like, yeah, that's fine. Like, it's like we can we can live with this. Like, nobody's upset that he did what he did. Yeah, I mean, all of these, none of them can be like, oh, you know, I'm going to fight God on this one. They're all like, yeah, all right, fine. I guess if anybody gets it, it should be him. And I, I just thought that was really good. And then you, and then we we bring to the last issue where the first thing you see is all the demons and all the spirits marching back to hell. And the demons are like, well, we're going to go back anyway. So this worked out for us, actually. <laughs> like we get it, we can get our jobs back, probably. Sweet. We can torture people again. Yeah. And it's heaven, so maybe there's better benefits. <laughs> it's it's cool. And then seeing Sandman, I also like how they change Sandman's drawing, you know, based on who he's talking to. Like when he's talking to Nada, you see him as the African dream god. I really like that. Mm-hmm. And this is where you finally get them hashing it out. I think this is good, where he he finally admits that he fucked up, and he admits that. And I like how she slaps him. <laughs> you know, this is the man that had her tortured for an eternity, and she's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, you, I, you I love how bad his first apology is. He's like, "I may have been a little too hasty." Just <laughs> like, "May have." <laughs> mm-hmm. I should perhaps apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I just, it was just really good. It was a really cool thing. And I was wondering what he was going to do to, for you know, to help her, you know, to get back for what he did. And I, I really like where it goes shortly. But then you see this, the Japanese god that we didn't mention was actually Loki in disguise. Yeah, Loki gets dragged off where he's like, wait, this is wrong. And Thor's like, shut up. We're going, Loki. <laughs> Does he, I assume he puts him back in the hole then, correct? But they don't say maybe. Well, uh, they, they don't say in this. Okay. Yeah, they put the fake loki in, yeah in the uh, hole the torture hole <laughs> it'd be fucking terrible just have a snake venom drip on you all the time yeah that would, that would be yeah. annoying like and then this is when you have a, that that, a boulder that rolls back downhill annoying <laughs> i know i know that story <laughs> no matter how many pushes up it comes right back down yeah annoying no thank you <laughs> or having a bird eat your liver and then it grows back every day just for the bird to do it again Ugh. Yeah, gets old and then you have the Fae where the sister isn't allowed to leave with him. And then he like does some kind of, I, I guess, yeah, Sandman does it. Where all of a sudden she changes how she looks. I didn't really understand that. Yeah, they look like Lord of the Rings elves. And then he's yeah. like, look, you can stay, but you can't keep your glamour up. Like, you have to look like you really look. And then yeah. she doesn't look like a Lord of the Rings elf. She looks more like a, like, I don't know, some other fantasy elf where she's got like big ears, but isn't like the statuesque blonde. She's like a weird looking, you know, like fey forest creature. Yeah. Kind of a mouse brown hair. And then I was really confused at first because then it shows Sandman walking with Nada and he, you know, tells her that he's going to help her. I don't think he actually says what he's going to do. Nope. Okay. And then you see the next scene where a baby is being born and this is, and then he, goes over to the baby and says, you know, I will always, I will never forget you. And he pretty much let her live another life to make up for what he did. I like that. Not quite good enough. (laughs) No, but something. It it is like immediately what I assumed would happen in my first read. I'm like, well, she'll be like reincarnated, right? We've already seen other characters like kind of do that. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of seems obvious that that's where we're going. Yeah, I would agree. 
And then I was very confused <laughs> at this part. But I read this in a bar quickly. And I was I got to this and all of a sudden you have like this random guy sitting on a bench in Australia and talking to some old guy. And I didn't realize who that was at first. It took me longer than it should have. <laughs> Just parking it in the sun, enjoying a sunset. I really like that. I like that Lucifer. This is what Lucifer's doing now. He's no longer in charge of hell. He's just enjoying the sun. Hanging out in Australia. Yep. Just doing his thing. Must be nice. And then you see a few a few scenes of hell and people being back to the torture and everything back to the way it was. And then the, the Remiel is like, no, guys, this isn't. We're not torturing to punish people. We're helping them. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that so much. <laughs> I like the idea of it, though. Like, I, I get it. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool idea of hell. That you're there in, you know, maybe that's the real idea, too. I don't read books <laughs> called the Bible. That the idea that you're going to this place to, you know, pay for your sins. And essentially, like, the, the tortures you're doing is to repent for what you did. Maybe that's how it's supposed to be in the yeah, Bible. it's too, more of a redemptive thing. Yeah, I mean. Hell's not really in the New Testament, but like maybe two or three times at all. So yeah, a Christian uh, later invention anyway. OK, I have a I have a copy of the Bible to my left. It makes a great stand to put my put my monitor on. So I can raise my monitor <laughs> up a little bit higher because I've got my new monitor for work. I'm like, I need to put something underneath it to raise it a little higher. I'm like, what do I have? And I'm like, oh, I have a Bible and turned out the Bible's perfect size. Yeah, I so. use Chris Claremont's Essential X-Men. <laughs> Just as thick. <laughs> But probably more entertaining. All right. See, I like religion. I'm not a religious person, but they got some good stories. And this whole idea of a hell that isn't just suffering without reason. Now it is, you know, hey, we are going to hurt you and we're not sorry. We're doing it to redeem you. We love you. And that's why this is happening. And the torture people are just like, that makes it just so much worse. Like, that's <laughs> very much. That That is just, that's rough, man. That's fucking yeah, rough. Because it's just like, when when is it enough? You know, like, there's not a, like, uh, there's not a counter that's filling up where you're like, oh, okay, I've been tortured a thousand times. I can go to heaven now. It's like, no. No, you just, it doesn't end. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, well, am I good enough? I guess I'm not. <laughs> and Remiel is enjoying this. Yeah, because he's deluded. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. He didn't want to go. He refused. He almost rebelled against God to avoid this. But once you get him there, he's like, nah, this is actually pretty dope, actually. I'm, I'm having a good time. <laughs> Let's kill some people. It's good. I like these screams. It's fun. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, it's it's funny because having played, you know, Hades, you kind of were like, well, and this this book addressed it, too. It's like there is a job, which is not let the dead people out. <laughs> and it's like that's kind of job one. <laughs> the rest of it, you can kind of decide how you want to do it. You can be like, oh, this guy gets it nicer or worse than this other. guy. But it seems like that's the main thing is the dead don't get to come back. It doesn't seem to be a good thing if they do. No, then you get murdered school children. And Who murder other school children. All sorts of icky, gross things. All right, and the very last page of this book is Destiny carrying the book, and inside the book you see exactly everything that was that happened, pretty much. Well, and he just continues walking through his garden. And that's uh, the end of Season of Miss. 
Ramiel thinking happily ever after in hell. (laughs) (sighs) Now I really want to read a game of you. So this this is this is really setting the table. This is like all the important characters. I, I mean, I think by this point, pretty much everyone. Well, has Orpheus already showed up by this point or is he in like the next arc? I don't recognize that name. Next arc. Okay, so that's the like last, you know, well, I mean, there might be one or two other minor characters, but like important characters that show up. I mean, it's a 75 issue run, so they're not going to keep no. introducing new characters forever. We've met most of the ones that meet. And we didn't really touch on Daniel at all, but you will see Daniel again. That was the baby. Yep. Oh, the one that he takes? Yeah, the one where he's he like, I didn't Daniel. kill this kid's dad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. I look forward to it. uh, Oh, Uh, I wouldn't look forward to it. I'm ordering two more trades as we're as we're talking. So hey. I think is it the is it the Emperor Norton issue? There's an issue very soon after this where Desire is like, I'm gonna get that dream. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sick of dream lording it over us. There's an there's an issue called Bad Moon Rising that I'm that that name has my attention. Oh. Like, there's a game of you is great. There's so many great stories coming up here. Oh, it won't be long. We're going to end up reading because of the show. I got the itch to go back. We're going to end up reading the entire series probably and record about it pretty quickly. So fantastic. Because I can't stop. (laughs) So (laughs) I can't help myself. This I normally don't get into comics like this. Like, this is the first time since I've done this show with comics, like where I'm like, yeah, we're reading the whole the whole damn art, the whole thing. It is. It's, it's, it's not that long. Yeah, it's no. very good long form storytelling. But part of it is that he does have an end point, and I I don't know if by this point he does, but pretty soon he very clearly has an end point in mind. I think he probably already does by this. Point. Is I, there? I think he does too because the pieces are moving. Yeah. Should I should I bother with the four novellas: Midnight Theater, Dream Hunters, Endless Nights, and Overture? <sighs> I've not read them, so I can't. Say. Okay. I'm a long way off before it will matter, but I'm just curious if those are things that I should also like, pick up. Technically, you can stop after book 10. That's the okay, the wake. That's the mainline story. Other stuff is explained in those in Endless Nights and Dream Hunters and all that. But like the main, main story ends after volume 10. OK, all right. We'll see what happens then when I get there. See if I'm like, I need more. And there's a lot of other Sandman media out there. There are like offshoots. Yeah, it has and, stuff in here. The dreamy waking hours, hell and gone, nightmare, nightmare country. But I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there. And, you know, if you like this, you really should read American Gods. You really should read a Nazi boys. American Gods is a novel, correct? Yes. Okay. I like my I like my books with pictures in it, sir. Well, it's I, also a one season show if you want to get the gist of it. Is it kind of the um, whole book then? No. No, it was a canceled thing. We're like, oh, hey, we're American gods, but uh, nobody really talks about the other two. I, I, I may have to check it out at some point. I've heard about it. But there is American gods graphic novel as well. Okay. They did make comics for it. All right. I, you have my attention then, sir. <laughs> You read Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, honestly, because it's not that long. It's so, so much of Sandman sort of clicks into place when you read that. You're like, oh, he was really borrowing a lot from that, wasn't he? Yep. 
I agree. In both style and like the the sort of themes and kind of everything about it, very similar. Uh, but Swamp Thing is its own thing, and it's also like this. It is only meant to go like fifty issues, and then it's over. Okay. I've always been meaning to read that one too. When I first put the, when we first put together the comic issues with my with one of my previous co-hosts, he'd wanted to read some of that Swamp Thing also. We just never got around to it. It's very good. I think the anatomy lesson is in the first trade. If not, it's at the beginning of the second. But like that's when it starts getting really good. Okay. Right, we shall see what happens because I might just end up reading. I mean, I, at this point, I can kind of tell you that we're, the whole salmon will be finished within a few. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might all be recorded in a few months. <laughs> Which right. is fine. It's just weird for me. Like I don't finish things that often, and I just can't. I can't stop with this. So. But I already know what my my episode 50 for comics will be. So, Oh, and if you want to hear our other Sandman, uh, Comic 4, Sandman Preludes and Nocturnes, and Sandman Dollhouse is Comic 31. And I don't can't tell you what Dream Country is because it hasn't released yet. So, But it will be by the time you, re- you hear this. So, Well, I hope so. It will. All right. And we should go to Shelf Stack or Box. And Kenneth, why don't you go first? I don't even know why we're doing this. Obviously, it's going on the shelf. That's where it currently sits in my bedroom on a shelf. In absolute form, and absolute stand. What about, <laughs> oh, what about so, you, Chris? I don't currently have a physical copy, but I agree this is a shelf comic. Uh, if you don't, and I we we didn't mention it, I mentioned it off air. If you don't want to spend the money to buy this comic, I do definitely recommend check your local library. If you're in a town with a decent sized library system, you can get uh, some copies of Sandman. Like it is. Uh, one of the first things that a good comics library needs to have. Um, and so there's, it seems like there's always copies of everything. Um, and it's not always, you know, a lot of libraries now have like a, like a teen section that'll have comics and manga. It may not be there because it is not really for teens. Uh, I mean, it is, but there's also a lot of nudity and gross stuff. So it's, it's more for older teens. So it, it may be in the actual stacks. And if your library doesn't have it, just do like good old Ken did and annoy them until they get it. Or do what I normally do and go surf in the web. You'll find it too. I mean, hey, look at me. I'm, I am I sail the seas and now I am, I just bought two more volumes while we're talking that I didn't mean to buy. But they're in my they're in my uh, they're in my cart and they're being shipped to my house now. So. But but I will say, like I said, this is a series I think it's better to read uh, the physical copy. I didn't this time. I have Agreed. read this enough times that I know uh, what happens and I don't feel like I'm losing. Like, I remember what reading all of this in actual trades is. But, yeah, your library has them. They're very good. Read them that way and not on your phone. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to read. I, I also recommend reading this physically, too. I mean, it was a much better experience than on my phone. I, I just it was real. like I like for for part of this volume, I sat outside under my on my on my on my patio and just sat there reading this in a chair it was really nice experience over the cat crying at me that wanted to come outside so <laughs> but that's my own personal fault so but yeah no reading the trade is really nice and i assume you put this in the shelf you said right yes okay and i'll go last i'm also going to put this on the shelf physically too which is weird to say for a comic but this blew me away like i i came when we first read sandman two three years ago I didn't interest me, didn't care for it. Then we read this, the second volume. I'm like, all right, this is better. I think I shelved it. But it's really like the third one, the fourth one, the show. Like, I'm I'm all on board now with Sandman. Like, I just it, it's great. So stay tuned for more Sandman. I, I'm definitely impressed for it. Something I had absolutely no interest in until this until recently. Now I can't. Yeah, very, very cool. All right. And Chris, where can people find you at? 
Uh, you can find me on yourstupidminds.com. I don't know when this episode will release. But November. Re- recent episodes of Your Stupid Minds, we've done Dracula Untold, if you want something spooky. Uh, we did House by the Cemetery, a, a Fulci movie, if you want something more horror-like uh, and, and bizarre. And we have a whole back catalog of weird, strange films uh, that we've reviewed uh, you can check out. You can also check out some of my friends read comics, which is our comics uh, read along book club where we have covered. I think we're one in front of you. We're I think we've covered this trade in Salmon. I don't know if we're past that. OK, that's cool. Because yeah, that's actually how we first met because Vincent, friend of, you know, on your show and friend of this show has like, oh, you should talk to my buddy, Chris. And I'm like, all right. And then <laughs> keep going. Yep. So and here we are. <laughs> oh right and if you enjoyed this show you can check out over 350 other episodes over 380 actually could be getting close to 400 depending on when you hear this so definitely go check out our giant catalog we do comics movies video games we do tv season sometime we do all sorts of stuff go check out our gigantic catalog of episodes you can't find me looking for on spotify itunes everything is on podbean also going to give a shout out my awesome intro and outro courtesy of helena at hell has fear you can follow her on tiktok uh, she made our music and also want to give a shout, shout out to my buddy, Bill Tucker, who did the MCU roundup with me, where we covered all 20, 20, we've done 24 of the movies so far. I, I, I started in the next phase four and I can't get myself to go farther yet. So, <laughs> but he's done all those. Me started his own podcast. The gamer looks at 40, check him out. Also, we have a Patreon. If you want to support the show for little as it are, we do Patreon polls every month for a different episodes. So feel free to go vote in that and check that out. I don't know what it will be this month because I don't know <laughs> what's going on yet for November. But definitely go check that out. And we have a Discord. Join our Discord, chat with us, and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube but audio only. That's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. So long.